What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode two of the seventh inning stretch with your co-host Frankie Martinez and Michael Rodriguez. Mike, how we doing, man? Good, brother. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Getting ready to get our second episode rolling. Excited, man. Oh, I'm I'm pumped. I am. Yeah, we got pumped. a great guest on today. Great guy. Great guy. You know what? Probably one of the greatest guys I know. Definitely top five. Definitely top five. <laughs> top five. <laughs> That's right. I didn't include myself, so. Yeah. <laughs> top two. So, how's the week, man? How's the week going so far? Uh, man, you know, it's, it's, let's just say it's there. Okay. It's, it's going it's by. There. It's Wednesday. Yep. Long week for sure, but glad we have a, a little, glad we recorded this on Wednesday because it kind of, kind of like a midway point to take a break from the week and then definitely but i guess by, i guess by the time this episode comes out though it'll be friday so friday yeah so friday will go by fast because we'll have something to listen to while we drive well hey look at us it's friday we made it through the week already hooray yep, we made it through the week we day is done work day is over i've got a three-day weekend actually must be nice you know i try I don't know how Any much plans I this weekend. Anything uh, going on? Just got my birthday's on Sunday. Hey, hey. We'll make sure to post about that. So you know, but happy be- early yeah. birthday. You know what? That touches me. That touches me right <laughs> in the heart. <laughs> man, how about these freaking MLB games? Man, it's coming down the wire, dude. It's way too close, bro. The- the Giants are just like pulling at my heartstrings right now. I don't know why <laughs> they keep doing it, but Trust they're doing me, as a Dodger it. fan, I know your pain as a Dodger fan. <laughs> Definitely, Bro, I've had my heart pulled out more more than a few times. It's it's way too close of a race for this to be happening. Yeah, I kind of like how they did the how they did the eight team though. It's kind of kind of gives more of a chance for like a Cinderella story in baseball. You kind of just have the same teams that are dominating each division, but it's kind of more of like a, yeah, like there's a better chance of. You just wanted <laughs> to say that because you're a Dodger fan. <laughs> only reason why you said that. Eight straight, eight straight, baby. But well, I mean, the important one, so I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I agree with that you. I do. LA flag behind you. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> For those of you that are listening to this, because we currently aren't doing video, but maybe, maybe coming soon. Maybe. Maybe. I like the sound of that. Uh, but behind me, I have my Giants wall. I've got my BLA flag on there and a few other, a few other uh, prized possessions that I enjoy very much looking at. So do I. Good view. Very good view. Thank you. Very good view. Coming from a Dodger fan. Hey, I respect you yep. a little bit more. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So let's take a let's take a let's take a gander at these postseason standings right now. Man. So as um, of right now, Wednesday, if the season were to end in the National League, you have the Dodgers, the Braves. Cubs, Padres, Cardinals, Marlins, Reds, and the Giants. I never thought I would hear the Marlins in the postseason anytime soon, and I'm pretty sure you could agree with me. I definitely agree. I mean, but it, it's really close because Philly's, Philly's 28 and 29, and Milwaukee's 27 and 28, so they're knocking on the door. Oh, definitely. I like it, though. I really, I really do like it. It's going to – a lot of fire under some of those bigger teams, you know. You got the Reds who are fighting for a spot right now, but man, their their starting three is they could be they could be deadly if they get it rolling during Definitely. the postseason. So they're going to be a team to look out for for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's literally going to come down to the last game. I know Absolutely. the Giants won yesterday, so yeah, thankfully they're yeah. Well, they just started right now, so top of the first. Yeah, Dodgers and then in the American League, we've got. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Oakland, White Sox, the Twins, the Yankees, Astros, 
Indians and the Blue Jays. And then LA, the Angels are 26 and 31, so they're they're creeping up. They just got to make a push at these last couple games. Uh, if anyone can, it'd be them for sure. This pitching has been their issue. It's definitely not not the bats. Uh, they've been hot, but yeah, it's just I think they really need that pitching to just pull them through. But yeah, we'll see. Anything could happen. Uh. The Tigers apparently have not been eliminated yet from contention. Do you see that um, Jose Ramirez walk-off bomb yesterday to to clinch a playoff spot? No, I didn't catch that. I freaking launched for that. <laughs> just, just, no social distancing on that walk-off for sure. Oh, no. I mean, can you really, though, at this moment? No, I mean. It's way too close of a race. Yeah. Social distancing. A high it is. Shit. Come it on. is, yeah. Especially with, yeah, coming down to the last week. Two more series left, including the one that's being played right now for, for the rest of the team. So, I got to clinch it with that little little time left. Definitely going to celebrate. And don't, don't get this wrong. People, please wear your mask. Be respectful yes. of people's space. I mean, all let's for all, it. Let's yes, all sir. try and do the right thing here, but I mean, yes, sir. we're talking about postseason races right now. Yes, that's a man. I even in high school, man, just playing in high school, walk off. You know, it's just an instinct, and I'm sure for those guys, it's an instinct too. As soon as you know, say there's a runner on third, bottom of the ninth, ball's hitting the right, you just jump out and start sprinting straight over to the guy that hit it. <laughs> You don't even really – it's just kind of instinct, like how these guys can't – they tell them not to spin, not to throw the ball around. It's I'm, – I'm sure it's tough for them, for sure. Definitely. I mean, I mean, are they really going to find them this late into the season? Yeah. You really think I, that'll be an option? Just, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Now, I can see – I can see if it was the beginning of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, like how the NFL started – I mean, did you see that they had a total of like 1.2 million in fines this past weekend? Yeah, I saw that. Um, a hundred thousand dollar fine for not What the coaches' names mask. were? Yeah, but the coaches, I I saw this this morning. Uh, yeah, they was, both got fined, and then they fined the team too, like two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred and fifty grand. That <laughs> uh, is a lot of money to us, but to them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to them, it's kind of just like, ah. Yeah, but still, I mean, you're a football player, football coach, whatever the case may be. You want to, you know, you're screaming out of play. You want to make sure your players hear you. You want to make sure you're the vocal point. So, exactly. to our mask I mean, the whole I mean, game is kind of kind of pushing it. But, you know, I understand because of all the, all the safety protocols that they have to take to keep the league going. Especially with such a contact sport in football. Definitely exactly. To, uh, I mean, I can understand how they're doing it in the MLB right now because it's not as much contact. People are still yeah. standing away from each other. The only time that they really have any issues is with everybody that's in the dugout. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're you're in the NFL, you're constantly touching someone. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't mean, know if you saw um, – it was a baseball game. I forgot – who was it was someone from the nationals they um he was in the stands and um they ejected him from the stands it was a player i think it was the nationals don't quote me on it but I, was it yeah, uh i think it was strasburg i think strasburg got yeah it out. was yes 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 yeah he got thrown out from the stand <laughs> so did uh so did one of the gms yeah i saw that but i guess like because yeah, at first wow. they had said it was a mask issue but then I guess he was, like, complaining balls and strikes from the suite. And, like, with no fans, you could obviously hear it. So, I yeah. guess – I'm not sure what happened. I'll have to look into it more. But, man. You're standing behind home plate and all you hear is, <laughs> that was a ball. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I wonder who said that. The one guy yeah, that's in the stands? The one guy sitting behind home plate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man. Hey, but got to respect it. Yes, I mean, sir. you're not supposed to argue balls and strikes, but, I mean, yeah. everybody does it. I've done it. Yep. I still do it. First league game as a coach got thrown out for arguing a call. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Yep. 
You heard it here first, folks. Don't let your kids play for Coach Frankie. Yes. <laughs> He'll get thrown out and then make them run. <laughs> uh, man. Good times. Good times for sure. But you ready to get into it, man? Absolutely. Man, I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We've got uh, a great guest for you today. It's a great guy overall, great buddy of ours. Uh, it's only fitting that the man that wears number two joins us on episode number two. So please give it sure. up for our man, Anthony Ward. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. It's a great to be here, man. I really appreciate y'all. Absolutely, man. We we're discussing all the lines and all the people we we're gonna have, and I immediately said that we got to get you on here. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's got definitely it. a blessing to be here. Absolutely, man. Thank you for joining us. I know we had a little little technical difficulty at the beginning, but we got it figured out. Hey, all in due time, man. All in uh, due there time. There it is. <laughs> so, how you been, man? How's work going? It's, it's been going good, dude. It's been going good. I've been working at this homeless shelter, trying to help out the community, you know. There you um, go. For the, since March. So it's been running us crazy, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's never a day without entertainment. Hell yeah. How's that? Still still training right now? Getting ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. Um, right now I'm playing with uh, one of these little Sunday League teams, trying to stay okay. in shape. Uh, we usually play like at Central and those kind of schools, Clovis schools. They yeah, try yeah, to yeah. put us out, but we've been trying to figure it out. There you go. Hey, that's what it takes right now, man. Yeah, definitely. Have you got any update on uh, on anything going on over there? Are you still just kind of – Yeah, wait? so they updated me. Uh, they actually – I think they got second place this year, but they actually played out the season and they did their thing. Um, they just couldn't have imports from the U.S., so they was banned our travel. Yeah. They banned our travel to go over there. Um, but they talking about a, a contract extension. I'm gonna sign it in October uh, for next year. There you go. Look at oh, that. That's, here, we got hear. breaking breaking news on here. <laughs> yes, sir. Our man A War is gonna be signing a contract extension. Yes, sir. Yes, what's sir. What's the uh, What's the team's name out there in uh, Austria? Austria, right? Yes, sir. It's the the Austria A's. And Austria it's in Name Pukon. Yes, sir. Oh. It's an interesting little town, man. They say it's about 2,000 people that reside there, but it's right in the mountains. So it's, oh, it's going to be something beautiful. There you go, mm. man. That's what it's all about. Traveling, yes, getting to see some of the world, and getting to play baseball. What What's better than that? Can't name it. I'm not going to lie. Can't name it. <laughs> you got your uh, living situation, everything settled, or are you still trying to get that all together? Yeah, no, nah, they hooking me up, bro. They hooking me up fast. They give me my own place to stay. Uh, they hooked me up with a bike, gym membership, train pass. A little job, two jobs, actually bartending and a little umpire on the side. Um, yeah, now they got me hooked up, though. It's a little tiny home that's right on the field. They made it into a little tiny home. It used to be a C-train, but they put a little bathroom, a little air conditioning, and beds in there, and kitchen in there. So it should be straight, you know. I'm not I'm not really tripping as long as I Bruh, got some in my head. Go. Yeah. <laughs> they straight <laughs> take I mean. care of my boy out there, though. I too, man. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a blessing. I can't wait to go. How's the oh, weather yeah, up there? Have you been checking that out, or? Yeah, right now, bro, it's actually uh, it's actually really beautiful. It's uh, really beautiful. They say it, it, right now it's probably around 80. Um, but when I get out there in March, they said that the snow should just be getting off the ground because it's snow out there. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Hey, any weather is baseball weather, though. We all know Period. that. <laughs> we hey, all know that. We can strap it up. If we can strap it up, see the ball and get to go. Exactly. Yeah, good weather. to go. Definitely baseball weather. <laughs> All right, brother. So let's talk about it. Uh, Edison High, your alumni yes, there, four-year varsity starter. Yes, sir. Uh, 2012 uh, Valley Championship. Yes, sir. Whatever. We're not going to continue on that, though. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> represent 2012 was a team to beat, bro. It was a team to beat. 2012, man. That was, that was a good year for Fresno teams, period. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It definitely was. Yeah, I remember that. Highlight the next day in the Fresno B. You feel me? Had Matt Whitney disappointed, boy. Had <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> oh. 
take, tell him, like, say, don't come through here and win nothing, boy. It's Fresno. <laughs> we got to hold it down for him. Yes, sir. <laughs> hold it down. Hey, Fresno High, we tried. All right. We hey. lost an extra inning, so shit happens. That's all we can ask, though. That's all we can ask. That's all we can ask. It's all good. Absolutely. So take us through, uh, take us through your process and uh, how you just became about. Because I mean, I know you started all four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't tell so, me there was anybody better than you. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> you know, what I mean, you know, you got to start from somewhere. So I'm not. I'm never going to say that it wasn't nobody better than me. But uh, I definitely started on on the on the freshman team my my freshman year uh, for about two weeks. I played down there, and then once the Easter Classic hit. My coach Roe brought me up. He saw I could play. So, actually, I was just a, a defensive spot. Like, I only played defense. You know, I only had really six ABs. If you go back and look at the stats, I had six ABs. My first AB was a knock, so everybody was hyped. They, they thought that the hype was going to be cool. And, and, I mean, it was. It was it, it was really cool, but he DH for me. So, I didn't know how to feel at the time, but after seeing how everything played out in the bigger picture, it was definitely the right thing to do because, I mean, when you're a freshman – you you think you're ready for varsity until you up there, and then it's a whole different ball game. Fielding is the same, but the velocity, the pitches, the the sequences, the the way that everybody just thinks is it's a totally different ball game. So honestly, if I'm being 100 percent with y'all, I was not ready to be in that batter's box when I went up to varsity. <laughs> I'm gonna be 100 percent with you, but I mean, training and and, and practicing definitely it definitely works. Um, but sophomore season came along and. He knew I was going to be the starting second baseman. We had our starting shortstop in Johnny Isaac. Um, and then our third base, it was kind of up in the air, but Vince Porcella held that down for us. And then sophomore year, Day-Day Howard, bro, and Kyrie McGee was the one. They they took us all the way to the shit, bro. One, two punches on the mound. You got a little lefty throwing 88 with a nasty, nastiest curveball in the valley, in my opinion. I ain't never seen one like it from Day-Day Howard. And then you had Kyrie McGee throwing 92 from the right side. You feel me? So it was just, it was killers just going back and forth, back and forth. And then you had Gary Kelly as a catcher, bro. He was a stud. Wake Forest commit. He he held us down legitly. I mean, from day one to the championship, that was our heart and soul was Gary Kelly. He made sure that everybody got it done right and was there uh, mentally, physically. He knew how to get us prepared for the game. But Gary Kelly was a big part of that team and a big reason why we won that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. That that team that you guys had, man, it, it kind of sprouted up out of nowhere is what it seemed like. Man, what? I'm telling you. And then you, Trey Holly, he was a sophomore also, but that was our starting left fielder. That boy was bad too. A little lefty, bad, fast. Yeah. He was the one in the Valley Championship game, 3-2. I had uh, walked the, the bases loaded, um, the little – Go ahead, run. Made it three to two. I'm on first basis, man. Trey Holly popped one off the wall. We cleared the bases, six to two. That wound up being the final score. There you go. Were you guys the number one seed that year? <laughs> no, bro. We were eleven and no. We were seven and twenty going into playoffs. Oh, seven and twenty. Yeah. We started off the year zero and eleven, going against all Clovis schools, losing by one run, two runs, one run. We had Clovis West four to three. No. Yeah, three to one into the seventh inning and lost four to three. So I mean, we was a good team. We just couldn't close games in the early season. But then yeah. after that, uh, I think it was the Easter Classic when we stopped playing uh, Clover schools and we started playing just schools throughout here. And our confidence started building. We started playing real well. Our conference was nice. We played Madera Bullard, uh, Madera South, um, and it was just we just got on a roll and we got hot and then we just kept it rolling into the playoffs. At four straight, and it's all history from there. And that's that's all it takes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that losing streak. How did that? Uh, how did you guys come together as a team and you know overcome that? Say you know we know we got talent. We just need to you know bring it all together. What did you guys? What were you guys telling each other? Man, I'm gonna be honest. Roll is the one that 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 gave us that confidence. He told us. He knew that. This could be the worst possible outcome, but he didn't want it to be. But he knew that putting us against this D1 talent, because we were D2 at the time, so putting mm-hmm. us against D1 talent for those first 10, 11 games, he knew we was going to be prepared going into the later half of the season. And he always wanted us to be prepared for the later half of the season. He kind of said that uh, before conference, to him it's preseason. 
because he just wants us to get our mold right until we get into conference. Conference was his big thing. First thing he wanted us to do was win conference. That's his first goal every year. And then after you win conference, they want you to win the Valley. And honestly, that's just what we did. So it was just focusing on how we were playing while we were playing good during those D1 teams mm-hmm. and then not really focusing on how we were finished because, I mean, I mean, you you don't focus on it, you learn from it. So we just try to learn from the mistakes that we were making in those later innings and then try and finish out games the way we would start them. Definitely. Yeah, that's, that, that 2012 year, that was a good team. Especially, I mean, Bullard won uh, Division One. Mm-hmm. They won their Valley Championship, and you guys having to play them, which is obviously probably a big confidence booster on whether you win or lose. You know, that's that that's gonna make or break you right there. Absolutely, and it's three times eight, three times a year. So I mean, those are gritty games. We got to you go in there and you fight. Cause, oh yeah. I mean, Buller, you. I mean, that's that's a rival. Like anybody that go to Buller, know you come to Edison, it's it's really gonna get down. So yeah. I mean, it it it's it just. It was a lot of fun being in that rivalry, having that uh, that feeling, that experience, uh, and then having my my brother over there, Alex Cerna, playing for Buller. You feel me? It was just that much better having somebody to compete against every single time, year in and year out. And I'm telling you, it was it was nothing like it. It was nothing like it. And uh, 2011, going into 2012, into my senior year, we played uh, mm-hmm. Edison at at Edison for a summer mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I hit. A home run there, but they said it was a double. It was a ripoff. That's what it was. What <laughs> it was. High, no credit. No credit. Oh, no credit. It ain't. He said, you know what? You better clear the fence next time. Period. <laughs> hey, man, 301 <laughs> is still out. No, no, no. <laughs> you ain't lying. Hey, them scrapers count up. Them scrapers hey, count. Hey, they count, baby. They count all the same yeah. in the books. Hey, I feel you. You got to touch them off. Well, I guess you didn't, but. Usually you get to touch them all. I, hey, I was ready, though. I was finger-pointing in the air. I was pumped. And they're like, no, 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 <laughs> double. I was like, oh, you broke my heart right there, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. That's tough. Yeah, so coming out of your uh, out of your freshman year after getting called up, uh, mm-hmm. you probably knew you were going to be a starter. If not, you're definitely fighting for the spot. How, were there any, like, big changes you made going from that freshman to sophomore season? <laughs> The big change was just kind of like how to how I was throwing the ball. Um, my, like I said, my man at shortstop name was Johnny Isaac, so he honestly taught me how to how to get my arm strength better and, and, and build on my arm strength. So I was trying to honestly play shortstop. I was, that's what I was going to do. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. You feel me? But Rod had other plans. He knew that we already had a solid shortstop. Uh, he was a senior. You know, he'd been there for four years, so he he knew how to do his thing, and and he just passed knowledge to me to where I could elevate my game and try to be on the same level as him. So he he felt like he could move to short after uh, EJ Lopez had graduated because that's where our shortstop was before. So once he graduated, Johnny Isaac moved over and he wanted to make sure that he didn't lose a step at second base when he moved. So when I when I came up, he wanted me to be just as good or if not better than what he was doing at second base. So I just went with him and trained and we just was doing our thing uh, every day, honestly, like it was just me and him. I, I didn't want to play catch with nobody else. I didn't want to do nothing with nobody else except Johnny Isaac. So every time I got the opportunity, I went in and learned from him. Anything that he knew, I tried to absorb up there because he was around the dudes that I was looking up to when I was coming out of middle school, which was EJ Lopez, Nicky Gonzalez, uh, that boy Skippy Ferreira. Uh, all them dudes was really smooth, you feel me? And I wanted to be like them, if not better, and he was around them. So I just try to absorb any knowledge that he had, that he gained from from being around those dudes and playing with them. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, you can always learn something from someone else, regardless mm-hmm. on if they're a, a grade older than you, two grades older than you. Shit, mm-hmm. some people might be younger than you, but some people are just, they just got all that knowledge in there, and they, they know that just a little bit that they can share can help someone else. Yeah, and it's big time when because I mean any knowledge is good knowledge. You feel me? Because it's 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 so much to learn, and you don't know what you don't know. So when somebody gives you information and, and it's new, it's it's gonna be kind of uncomfortable. You feel me? But at the same time, it it was like I don't know. It was just beautiful to me to where I could be like, okay, now I can see how this is changing me, how this is getting me better. It, it was like 
he was giving me steps in the right direction and it was actually working. It wasn't like he was giving me steps and I was going backwards. So to be around people that could do that, it, it was just, it was, it was definitely a blessing, you know, and, and I always thinking right now, then that's who I play with right now. So we, we joke about it because I'm playing short now. He plays second and we talk about how the tables turn. There you but, go. You feel me? At the same time, he the one that gave me a lot of my knowledge that I got today. Absolutely. So let's talk about life after high school. Mm -hmm. So you attended mm -hmm. Southwestern Christian University. Correct? Yes, sir. Did you go yes, there sir. straight after high school? Nah, my, my journey was actually a long, long, crazy, weird journey. Uh, okay. After high school, I was committed to a school called Dakota Wesleyan in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. um, but the day I got out to South Dakota, both the coaches left, the head coach and the assistant coach. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so I, I was not, I wasn't happy. Um, I just, the same day, I went and told my, my counselors I needed to drop out to school and call Reedley College and let them know that I was coming back. And they welcomed me with open arms. Uh, and I, I thank them to this day for it because without that, I probably would have been stressing. I'm not going to lie. I was two weeks late into the semester. I don't know if anybody would have accepted me, but they definitely did. And I went there for a year um, under the coach Steve Purse and uh, Coach Marietta. And, man, those dudes, they got knowledge too, man. They, they try to run their program like a D1 program. And it's really nice to go out there and – see the difference in talent when it comes from Fowler and Sanger and, and schools that you ain't never heard of type to where you, you don't, you've never seen these players play and then they come out to, to actually compete. And it's, it's a lot of fun because you just, like I said, you don't know what you don't know and not knowing these dudes, seeing them actually compete, it's, it's a lot of fun. And that's where I started my grind at for college was at really college, man. And uh, I, when I walked up, I started, I took the starting spot at shortstop. Uh, I was hitting like six or seven, but my 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 coach was from, like messing with my stance. He was messing with a whole bunch of things, trying to get me to be a better hitter. I guess you would say. Uh, I don't I don't know what he was doing, but at the same time, it is what it is. But our during that season, he 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 kind of rubbed me the wrong way because he at the end of the game we won, and I. I actually, like, I fouled off a ball when I was bunting. I pulled the bat back, but it was an inside. And so he, like, if you're trying to bunt an inside pitch, you're basically telling me, fuck you. So he flipped me off and tell me, fuck you. And I'm like, whoa, really? You know? So after that, it was like, I told all the homies, like, bro, all, everybody that's here, bro, I appreciate y'all. Y'all my brothers and whatnot, but I'm not coming back. And, uh. Yeah, I took my took my took myself to Riverside City College, man, and wow, what a difference it was. I'm not gonna lie. It was like night and day. That those colleges out there, Saddleback, Orange Coast, um, Golden West, Irvine City College, those colleges, man, they, they got D one bounce backs like crazy, bro. When I when I stepped on the field at Riverside, I they made me try out. It was nuts because they actually recruit everybody that goes there. And they'd say that if you try out, they're not going to take you. So when I went out there, I wasn't – I didn't know none of this at all. I just was like, bro, I'm going to play, and I'm going right. to try out, and I'm going to make the team. But they tell us after we were done doing our little tryout um, that they haven't accepted anybody in nine years. So I, I kind of – it kind of lost a lot of confidence after the tryout. But while I was at work at Renner Center, I got a phone call, and it was the catching coach. And there's my man, uh, Coach Robbie, and this man called me. He's like, hey, uh, is this Anthony? I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, uh, the only open position we got is a bullpen catcher. He's like, so if you want to step on the field as a bullpen catcher, I'll take you. But other than that, we don't got no spots for you. I'm like, bro, you, you know, you talking all sick. Man, give me an opportunity. I'm taking it. Uh, if you put me at bullpen catcher, I'll be your starting catcher by the time the season starts. He's like, well, I like no. your confidence. You feel me? So... <laughs> I get to the get in there. They give me gear. You feel me? I ain't caught since Little League, since I was 11 years old. You feel me? I, I don't care. But tell me what to do when I'm doing it. So for five months, bro, I caught these kids from all kinds of colleges, bro, throwing 92 splitters, sliders, curveballs, bro. And, but I got the, the, the privilege to work with a Yankees catching coach by the name of uh, Robago, my man Robago. And uh, he got a he's, – he's, he's one of the most – insane coaches I've ever met, but 
he's so smart. It's in, it's crazy. His drills were impeccable, like none compared to what he was putting us through. And uh, by about the by about November, uh, Brody Weiss was our shortstop, which was Walt Weiss's son, the mm -hmm. um, the bench coach for the Braves, and he was. Uh, seeing me take some ground balls during their BP. He was like, well, I like your actions in the infield. I'm like, well, bro, tell coach, bro. So the next day I'm in the infield. He, coach tell me, hey, bro, you need to take some in and out with uh, you third base. You feel me? So like, okay, say less. So I get to play some third base a little bit. And uh, after the first day, he, he didn't say nothing to me at all. The next day he tell me, go back to the bullpen. I'm like, whoa, okay. I thought I was doing my thing. I thought I was good. Well, went to the bullpen. I catch seven bullpens. And then he called me back into the infield. Boy, you come back to the infield. I'm like, okay. So I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if he, if he feeling me, if he not feeling me. I didn't know. So go back to the infield. And for that week, he had me doing that. I would go catch bullpens and then come in the infield while they was doing BP. I only took ground balls. That's all I did. And then, that would be my practice was bullpen catching, ground balls during BP, cleanup. That's it. And then finally in the beginning of December, before our winter break, he let me start getting into the inner squads. But I would just play shortstop with the starting second baseman. And then he would have the starting shortstop on the other team. So then when we rotated, I would move to second. And then he'll put the starting shortstop at shortstop. So I wouldn't get any ABs. I would just rotate shortstop to second, shortstop to second. All, all defense. All defense, and I mean, at the time, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if he was feeling me, but I knew he had to be feeling me a little bit to not have me just in the bullpen. You feel me? So I was kind of just grabbing in some more, a little confidence, trying to chop it up with my teammates, bro. I mean, but my teammates out there were definitely what kept me out there. Like Ryan Moda, Peter Gonzalez, I mean Gomez, Sean Smith, all them dudes, man. They, they kept me out there, like boosting my head, telling me I was their inspiration and whatnot. So it just kept me out, outgoing and trying to outdo myself for the next day. And then uh, finally, the second week of December, uh, during the sixth inning, he put our closer, Ryan Moda, in from San Diego State. Mm -hmm. He like, Ward, grab your shit. You're getting an A-B. I must have ran as fast as I could to the dugout <laughs> to grab my shit. Like, Bro, <laughs> give me my helmet. Give me my gloves. I grab my shit. I get on the deck, on, on the deck circle. And he walked, Coach Rudy, uh, Coach Rudy walked by me. He like, don't let him dominate you. Man, he set me off. I'm like, bro, who the fuck is you talking to? Like, that's what I thought, but I didn't say nothing. So I get into the box, and first pitch was a little fastball, probably 90 miles an hour, slap it to left field, base hit, get on first, still second, still third. And then Coach was raving on me after that. He was, that's how you take advantage of your opportunities. That's how you need to come out. And he's, like, preaching to the whole team like this. And then after that, he told me, take ground balls every day during the winter break. So I did. And when I came back from winter break, this man told me I'm ineligible because really didn't transfer enough credits to Riverside. So I had to take some, some classes during the winter session, which was after the winter break. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was ineligible for the first 11 games. But after that 11 game, I started at third base and didn't come out the lineup after that. There you go. That's how you do it. Man, crazy story. Was it there was ever crazy. a time where you were like, you know, maybe this isn't for me or maybe I should just – or, you know, was it just that mindset? Like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to be here. I'm going to be honest, bro. That never – that thought never crossed my mind. It was just – uh, it was more like, when am I going to get my shot? That's all I kept thinking. It was, when is he going to give it to me? When is he going to give it to me? And when he finally gave it to me <sighs> – the mentality was like, you're the fucking man. That That's all I could think to myself was like, yes, you're the man. So you need to be the man. So then that's just kind of, I don't know. My it, um, The mentality was like, fuck everything, fuck everybody else. Just you do you and you're going to get on the field. And then once I got into the, the dugout and, and all that, like the way that they treated me as a brother, my teammates, it just, it was unmatched. Like I couldn't, I could, I could never say anything disrespectful about my brothers in Riverside because they, they, ah, man, I love them to death, bro. I do. <clears throat> That's a wild fucking story. Wild, bro. The, the, fact, the fact that you had just 
the balls to just walk on and just be like, fuck it, I'm here. Let's do this shit. I'm ready. Yeah. And then not even not even realize, like, hey, we haven't signed a we haven't signed a, a walk on in nine years. And then you're just like, yeah. fuck. Well, I'm already here now. So you're ready to see me. Yeah. So you're gonna get what you're yeah. gonna get. <laughs> Period. Yeah, it, it Yeah, it was crazy, man. I didn't I didn't think about I don't know. I didn't like I didn't even realize how much in jeopardy my whole career was doing that, to be honest. Like I just wanted to be there, so I just put everything I had into it. Right. So you talk about getting the base set and then stealing second and then stealing third. Mm -hmm. So at Southwestern, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know these stats. I'm sure you do. They're your stats. <laughs> you know you're the second all-time leader in stolen bases? Damn. No, nah, I knew I was close somewhere, but no, nah, I didn't know that. 52, you had 52 stolen bags. Yeah, and you sir. had 48 in one season. Jeez. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you. dude. Hey, what I give to be fast, bro? Bro, I'm telling you, I was trying to lead, I was trying to lead the nation in steals, to be honest, that year. I, was I not feel close. it. Yeah. How was, how yeah, was your my, time at uh, Southwestern? It was different, bro. It was different. So going from going from Riverside to where my my everything about the program was D one, like everything. Are we at clubhouses? I mean, everything about it. The field was D one. Then going to an NAIA to where my head coach was like a manager. He wasn't even like like the coach. You feel me? Like our assistant coach, Broughton, Tim Broughton. He was the the baseball knowledge man. He he knew. The X's and O's of the game, you really yeah. ins and outs. My coach, uh, Blackwell, this man, he know, like, in a 1-1 one, one count, MLB hitters hit 126 or whatever. <laughs> he know the stats. Like, <laughs> yeah, all these little man. weird stats, yeah. yeah, he know that. And so, after my junior year, my assistant coach quit, Mr. Broughton. So, it was just this man, Blackwell, with these stats, bro. And so it was nuts. It was like we was coaching ourselves to win, but we were winning. It was nuts. Yeah, that's that's a wild time to not have a coach there that's knowledgeable with the game and you can know exactly what to do in situations. Rather, you just yeah. have a guy that's telling you, hey, you just so you know, hitters that fall behind one, two in account are 98 percentile of, hey, you're you're going to strike out. Yeah, exactly. It was it was definitely different. And I mean, I shouldn't I mean, I'm not trying to bag on him, but our assistant coach that we got the next year, his name was Kyle Bell. This man was a pitching coach. So it was great to have him there for the pitchers, you feel me? And he did as much as he could for his hitters, but it just wasn't the same. You know, it, it wasn't the same to have somebody there like, All right, when it's a one one count, you should have this approach or if it's oh oh, you should be looking for this pitch in this spot or actually giving us the knowledge of an approach, knowing what an approach is. Like, right. for an example, this man Blackwell, I fell off a 3-2 pitch, and he told me to have an approach. But what approach do you want me to have in a 3-2 count, you feel me, except to fight <laughs> off bad pitches and not yeah. a base hit, you know? Like, come on, bro. But that it was just – it was a different time. So we was our own coach, you know what I'm saying? Like, in and out, okay, he could coach that. But when it comes to bottom of the seventh, one one, and you got your eight hole hitter up with a guy on first base. He don't know the bunt. You feel me? But yeah, we are sitting there telling him, "Hey, make him bunt. Give him the sign to bunt." So then he'll tell him to bunt. You know, and we wound up winning forty four games that year. Shit, man. Yeah. So going back on like your stolen bases was like speed always an important part of like your game. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has been. My dad always told me speed kills. So I've always Absolutely. tried to be the fastest. Yeah, I've always tried to be the fastest. I mean, I'm definitely not the fastest, but I've always tried to be. Did you do anything like track or cross country or anything like that while you were when you were younger? Or? Baseball was yeah. the mindset, huh? Yeah, baseball was the mindset. I wish I did, though. I'm going to tell you, if there's any young kids out there, run track, run track. Because we got a track coach my junior year of high school, but his name is Josh Norman. He dropped my 60 time from the six, I mean, a seven, six to a six, nine, but that's 0.7 seconds. And that's just learning how to run. That's all I did was learn how to run. 
Like he didn't he didn't make me faster yet. I mean he did that after a while, but after he just tweaked my little running, it made me that much faster. That's what it's all about, learning how to run. Yeah, form is my, killer. Form my dad killer. my dad my dad tells me that all the time. All the time. Because he used to run track back in the day and then he played football. And he was like, you know, if I didn't learn how to run, it would have been a whole different story. Yeah. It's like the fact that I learned how to properly run made it Mm. a whole different story for not just me, but for the guys on the other side of the field trying to catch me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then he has me, and I'm not even fast. So. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, you know what? You don't got to be fast if you just hit bombs. That's true. I take you. And Mike definitely taught us that. It's <laughs> always a good time. Yes, sir. So, at Southwestern, you hit 348. You get 21 mm-hmm. RBI. Mm-hmm. And then you were named to the All-Sooner Athletic Conference baseball team and the NCCAA All-Central Region team. Mm-hmm. You were just you're just fucking on fire. Oh yeah, I was trying to do my thing, bro. They uh actually I was in two hole that year. So it just was beautiful, man. Having Manny Lopez in front of me, he had like three something too. Also like maybe three seventy. He was he was a killer. He was from the Dominican Republic. And he helped me out a lot because they couldn't pitch around him to get to me. So it was like he hit, I hit, and we just had a whole bunch of hitters out there that just hunt fastballs. That's all we did was hunt fastballs. And then after about 10 games into the season, everybody seen we was hunting fastballs. All they come with is all speed. So then we just started hunting all speed. We in the, But the biggest thing was we were all dedicated to winning. Like, if we was not, if we were not in school, and if I, if I wasn't at work, we was in the cage. I'm calling folk, hey, bro, we're going to the cage. Hey, bro, let's go to the cage. We need you to pitch. We need you to do this. But we were in the cage like crazy. So it was just grind, grind, grind. I'm telling you, we... I would get off at 12 at nighttime, closing Papa John's and go straight to the cage just because I didn't want to go home. You feel me? It was just a weird vibe there. So I'll go to the cage, tell my homie Mitch, hey, let's go. We need to, we need to hit the cage. He's like, bro, it's 1230 in the morning. Bro, <laughs> we need to go to the cage. You feel me? We got a game tomorrow. So it just, it was just all grind, 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 bro. I'm not going to lie. And like I said, babe, whether it was 1230 in the morning or 1230 in the afternoon, we was in that hot box because it was no – no ventilation throughout our, our, our hitting cage. It was just a straight barn. That's all it was. Jesus. Yeah. It was different, but I'm telling you, going from a Riverside City College, bro, to this NAIA out here, bro, it was nuts, yo. It was nuts. I mean, it, I can't explain it. I mean, I guess it all it's all starting to pay off. That's what it's all about, right? Yes, sir. Not gonna lie, so, it definitely is. After uh, after Southwestern, you you signed with uh, Osos, right, in the Pecos League. Yeah, the rules. And that was Osos. that was like a was that like a half season? Was that what that was? Yeah. So what had happened was I went to go try out for a couple of teams, bro. And long story, but I mean, it <laughs> went to New York, tried out for the Rockland Boulders, bro, and, and they had my hopes up. You feel me? There's 300 people there. And they take me and four other infielders into the manager's office. We in there right after college. This is right after college. We go in there, and uh, he's telling us we're, we're good. We need to be playing after college and yada, yada, yada. And uh, after he talking to us, he like, he points to me like, you need to stay. <laughs> Whoa, say less. So everybody <laughs> bounce out. I'm, in, I'm in, the, in the room with him. And he's telling me, like, basically the same thing. You're really good. We like the way that you've been – that you showed yourself uh, – you need to play after college, whether it's with us or another team in this Can-Am league, you need to be playing. I'm like, okay, bet. He's like, well, we are supposed to sign a veteran within these next two weeks. So if we don't sign them, we're going to come to you to sign you. And I'm like, okay. He's like, but if you don't hear from us in two weeks, just expect a call in like two months. Uh, two, he, he said it could be two, two weeks, two months, or two years from now, but expect a call. I was like, but okay. He like stay in touch with our manager that got you out here. I'm like, all right, say less. So the next day I had to no, and it was three days after, because I went back to Pennsylvania and then I drove to Missouri to try out for the Braves. And when I got there, it fucking rained out. So it was like it just was like it wasn't meant to be. 
Yeah. So, but on my on my drive from Missouri back to Oklahoma, I texted the coach from Rockland, well, the manager that he told me to keep in touch with, and he don't even text me back. Another coach texted me with my stats from the the showcase that I had just went to. And I'm like, bro, I didn't ask for any of this. I asked you to – that I just told you that I was supposed to be keeping in contact with this man, and you're texting me, but I don't know what you're texting me for. Yeah. And after that, I didn't hear nothing from anybody. So they just blew me out the water. And after oh. that, that's when I, I signed with uh, Ruizoso, the traveling team, because they were a traveling professional independent team. Yeah. So that was crazy, yo, crazy. Got oh. to see some craziness. I was going to say, how was that transition? Wow. I mean, honestly, the transition wasn't too bad because the players in NAI, they're, they're actually really good. They just usually don't got grades. You feel mm -hmm. me? So it wasn't that big of a difference going from there to the independent league. But the only difference was, was like, we literally played every single day, like with no breaks. Yeah. You literally play today, tomorrow, and the next day. And then you'll get a day to travel, and then you play again the next four days. So, and sometimes they don't even give you that day to travel. Sometimes you got to play the next day after you travel. And it's like, man, it, it's nuts. So, it was crazy. It definitely was. And it was a crazy adjustment, but it was a lot of fucking fun. A lot of fun. How big of a toll did that take on your body having to go from, you know, playing how you were to go into play every day? How did you, like, keep up? Or, you know, mm -hmm. just keep your body up to, you know, to pretty much kick it up another level. Yeah, I mean, it definitely takes a toll on your body. It definitely does. But if it to me, it was like, it was more mental than, than physical. Uh, mm -hmm. If you let your mental get, because you could fall into a slump real quick, out, like real quick in those type of games where you're playing every single day. And, and when your confidence ain't there, it could take a toll on you. But as far as physically, um, be honest, bro. I, I don't think I don't know because I don't think about that type of thing. I I don't care about physically. You know, after the season is when I feel it. Like my back will hurt, shoulder yeah. hurt, elbow <laughs> will hurt. Yeah, that's that's when it all starts hitting you. Not while you're playing yeah. because you got all that energy and yeah. everything's just rolling through your body. You're just like, nah, I feel good. I'll play today. Yeah. I'll play tomorrow. I'll play yeah. the next day. I don't care. I'm just happy to be exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. Your minds are like, bro, he let him, I'm, I'm, I'm getting paid to do this. So I don't care. Like I'm going to be the best I can be because it's, it's people right here that's watching me. Like, and they just paid to get in here. So I can't be out here sucking. You feel me? And I definitely can't blame it on my body. So it just, had to, you just have to throw it out the window. Like, bro, it's time to perform today. And then when the next day come, I'm going to perform today. And then when the next day come, you just keep going. It's, a, it's like a rolling mentality. I'm not going to watch. So after after uh, Osos, you signed mm -hmm. with the High Desert Yardbirds. Yes, sir. What was that whole uh, recruitment process? Because I'm sure they've seen you. I'm sure they saw what you were doing. Yeah, so actually the Ruidoso's coach was the High Desert coach. So he already knew what I was bringing to the table. And he, he, he signed me like, honestly, right when he knew I was coming, that I was going to keep playing, he was like, bro, I need you on, on the team that I'm going to coach whether it's, it was the Tucson the two well, I don't even remember their names Saguaro or, or something like that it um, don't even matter because you didn't go with yeah it really don't you feel me it really <laughs> don't. but it was it was either Arizona or High Desert and he took over High Desert so that's where we wound up and it, it, it that right there was crazy yo High Desert was crazy uh what was the craziest part about it all our July okay well, we were the, the number one team in the league, like blowing people out the water. We're number one team in the league. Then we, we come to our July 4th game. He he moved it from our stadium to this California City stadium. And California City bring a total of like 10 fans a game, 20 fans a game. <laughs> and we were like, bro, what is you doing? So then he moved. Our, our, our next game was back at home, July the 6th. And that was our 4th of July promotional game where our fireworks was and, and all that. Mm -hmm. And instead of having the normal 3,000 that they had, we had like 700 people there. So it was like nobody. Oh, so Because the stadium was big. So like when it's only 700, it's like 
You it notice it, yeah. Yeah, you can actually yeah, tell it. Hey, there's not a lot of people in here today, but let's do this. Right. It, it, it was just crazy. So then, um, long story short, this man, so when we play our 4th of July game on July the 6th, uh, he go to our owner of the league try to go to collect the money from the attendants, and he didn't pay for the stadium. Like, he didn't pay his dues for, to rent the stadium. So then they got into a little feud and cut the stadium off. So we were a traveling team again, like with no home field. As the first place team, the first pl- like we were the first place team. And mind you, right before the season, this man, of the owner of the stadium, made the stadium from a baseball field into a soccer stadium. Like all the dirt that was in there got made into grass so that it could be a soccer stadium. It was ridiculous. Like unreal. I've never played on an all grass field to where even the goddamn base was grass and our mound <laughs> was a portable mound, bro. Like a professional Jeez. portable mound. You gotta it tell your nuts, pitchers, bro. hey man, make sure you bring some tennis shoes because you're pitching off exactly. that mound today. Exactly. And be careful because if you slip, you gonna you gonna you gonna mess up. You you gonna mess yourself up real bad. Yeah, that's how people tear their ACLs. That's how people exactly. get Tommy John. Definitely. Exactly. Pull hammies. You feel me? Like it's just it was just crazy. It was crazy. But we was balling. So it was fun. So what's the plan? So how, what's the what's the future? What's the future holding besides Austria? What's in hopes after that? Man, when I was talking to the coach out there, he was telling me that he wanted me to go to either Italy, the Netherlands, or Germany. He said those are the three next those are the next steps after this league that he would want me to take. He said once I get there then we'll be rolling. Basically he said that's double A, triple A affiliate type ball. So it's not double A, triple A, but it's just the type of ball that they play out there. And right. They pay, yeah, no, no, no. Um, the crowd, the field, they, he said, that's how that's going to be. So that's where he want me to go after that. Um, he only, he really, he wants me, he only signs me to a one-year contract because he want me to leave the next year. He don't want me to stay there. He said, this is a yeah. stepping stone. But he, he wants to be the one to give me my exposure. Um, so hopefully it will all work out. Um, just got to keep grinding, you know, keep doing my thing and, and actually ball when the time comes. And hopefully everything falls in place. Hey, we we hope nothing but the best for you, brother. Ain't nothing better than seeing seeing friends you know succeed and yep. extend their heights and keep going, man. You got all Yo, the support from us. Much appreciated. Thank you, bro. Hey, man, what uh, love, what what size wood bat you use? A thirty-three and a half. Thirty-three and a half, my boy. Yes, sir. Thirty-three and a half, thirty and a half. That big style. You also Got to. Nah, I can't. But the 34 is nice. I ain't gonna lie. I love 34. <laughs> 34 is nice. I keep breaking them damn things. Hey, <laughs> you know what, too? It's just that half inch, and you never think. It's weird. I'm telling you, it's, it's a weird thing. And I I don't know what the difference is. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. It just is a little different. But the way that that bat slang on that 33 and a half, oh, all the mindset. It's unmatched. Hey, you ain't lying. <laughs> All that mindset. <laughs> you, you know in hey, your head that, that you're swinging a 33 and a half. Yeah. How's that, how's that jersey collection, that hat collection? I'm sure you got a lot of a lot of hats, a lot of jerseys that that you got from, from traveling and all that. Man, I got some hats, dude. I ain't going to lie. But them jerseys, <laughs> I don't know where they go. They just disappear. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. People steal them. I give them away. They gone. But the hat collection <laughs> go crazy. It's, it's probably about 25 hats over here. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey. It's been a journey. He played for a lot of teams. Hell yeah, man! Like I said, we fucking we hope nothing but the best, man. We hope you keep doing it, keep yeah, making definitely. all. Especially you know, being from Fresno, going to Edison, you get to show all these kids, and now you're giving back. And I'm sure if there's some kids out there that need some lessons, I'm sure I'm sure you're willing to hook them up and help them out. And absolutely, always a phone call away. Always a phone call. You hear that, folks? Get this man. He will get the kids right. Yes, sir. Definitely will. Man, but thank you. I really appreciate all y'all support, man. It's definitely big time, and, and, and love is much appreciated because it's, it's hard to come by nowadays. I ain't going to lie, especially here in the note. It's definitely hard to come by. Yes, sir. So I really appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, y'all man. We're really glad to have too. you on. Everybody's a hater, bro. That's what it is. Everybody's no, going to hate about something, man. That's what it is. <laughs> If you ain't got haters, what you doing? You ain't got exactly. haters, what you doing? Exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Hey, we appreciate you coming on, man. We appreciate you coming on for the second episode. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. We wanted to hear your story. We wanted to hear your journey of what's going on and what's on for the future. So, I mean, like like I said, we we got so much love for you, man. We hope nothing but the best and fucking keep doing it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you, brother. I'm, I'm, sure I'll, I'm sure we'll see you before you decide it's time to go. Oh, most definitely. You definitely <laughs> will, brother. Yeah, you definitely will. All right, brother. Yeah, all right, we, won't, we won't keep you much longer, man. I know you worked all day. It's about that time to shower up and call it a night. You ain't never lied, man. Thank you, though. I Absolutely. really appreciate it. And y'all keep doing y'all thing, too, man. It's, it's going up. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We just we just trying to keep people's minds a little busy for about an hour or so. Hey, hey y'all doing it. Y'all definitely doing it. <laughs> <laughs> With that right, note, y'all. everybody, uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our guest today. Anthony Ward. Yes, sir. Man. Great guest. Thank Great you. guest. All right, brother. Have, take care. All right, John. Take All care. Right, man. God, what a what a fucking great interview. Man. Jesus. That was that was something else. <laughs> that was that was what good, a dude. journey, man. What Holy a journey. Shit. I mean, I don't know if I would have the mental strength to keep going after, you know, going for a position saying, oh, well, either you're a bullpen catcher or you leave. I would be like, you know what? Screw this. Maybe it's just time to hang him up. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that is, that is the, probably the wildest thought. It's just going there just like, fuck it. I'm going to walk on. Who cares? And then they just tell you at the end of it, you're like, yeah, well, we haven't signed anybody, you know, in nine years that's walked on. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, like, all right. <laughs> like you said, yeah, exactly. His mindset was just kind of like, damn, like, all right. And then going back to work and acting as if nothing happened and then getting that call and just being like, look, just give me a shot. I don't care. I'll fucking, I'll be the water boy. I don't care. Yeah, dude, he's. You know, I've talked to him a few times, but really getting to like hear his story and stuff, he just has that killer mindset, man. And not a lot of people have that, you know, especially in this day and age. But man, he's he's going after it. He's <laughs> wishing nothing but the best. Absolutely, yeah. He's that's what it comes down to. It comes down to that killer instinct. I mean, are you going to continue to play? Is this what you can do? Yeah. Can you do this? You know. That's what gives you that edge over everyone else. Exactly. At the end of the day, when you put your head on the pillow, you got to ask yourself, did I give him my all today? And yes, sir. He's doing the right thing. He's he's putting in 100%, and he's he's giving it his all every day. And, I mean, we can see he's he's doing pretty well. He's just waiting for this COVID stuff to clear up and to head to Austria and get it going down there. Yeah, man. I can't wait to see what happens with him. Definitely, definitely going to keep up with him. You know, having that one year and then having a coach tell you, you know, it's just a stepping stone. You have a long way to go. You know, you have better competition waiting for you. You got, you know, a better opportunity. This is just, you know, to help you get there. And that that's just motivation in itself. You know what? Like, fuck, maybe this is for me. Maybe I need to kick it up a notch or, you know, it's just crazy. Exactly. That's that's literally a coach telling you like, hey, just come down here and play a year, and then we'll we're gonna get you going because we don't need you to be here for more than one year. We just want you to yeah. play a year with us, and then move on up. That's where we feel like you can go. That's what you need to do. That's awesome, man. And that's that's all the confidence coming from coaches right there too, because coaches play a big part of it. Definitely, definitely, I agree. And you know, coaching at Kerman, you know the. The players have a big – they pick up a lot from a coach. When a coach is down, they get down. You know, when a coach is cons- constantly, uh, you know, bringing them up, even on the bad days, you know, it's just that, okay, you know what, let's get it rolling. It's just that motivation. And just talking to him, you know, I could tell his motivation is touching the sky right now. So, he's ready. I know he'll handle it well. I know he'll have a good, great career ahead of him. Definitely. You know what we need to do is we need to hook that guy up before he decides to take off. Let's let's hook him up. Let's get him some thirty-three and a half inch bats, which is a little. Oh, crazy. let's do it. All right. 
Hook sure, them sure, up. Sure. We'll get them some stuff. Get them right. Yes, get it sir. Going, man. Yeah, man. Especially just independent ball in general. You know, I was talking to you the other day, and you know, saying uh, I was listening to that podcast with uh, Rich Hill, and he's like, you know what? There was times going from a major league all star to going and playing independent ball and saying, man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to support for my family today. It's just it's a grind, and then on top of that, you know. You have the everyday grind of having to travel, having to – so you got to be tough. You definitely got to be tough to be to be in his shoes. You got to – I mean, these guys that are playing at Independable, you know, they get paid, what, pennies on the dollar maybe? Man, if that's that, being generous. <laughs> and then if you get hurt, you have to take care of yourself. You have yeah. to you have to do your body right. And for what these guys do, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing that these guys continue to keep playing, especially – you know, independent ball because all they're waiting for is just a call up. Just a shot, yeah. And once you get that shot, it's just you know what, all this time was worth it. All this hard work, all this grinding, like you said, you know, twelve thirty in the morning in the cage, you know, it's all worth it. Definitely. Hey, how about how about Austria gonna be hooking him up though? Man, they're hooking him up good. Dude. Once he said all that, I was like, damn, I want to move to Austria too. <laughs> yeah, you guys have the roommate. Spots. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a I'll be a bullpen catcher too. <laughs> yeah. You gotta fight me for the bullpen catcher spot. Yeah. <laughs> we got a race. We got a race. Uh, we'll both probably lose that race. So. Fuck it. I'll be yeah, I'll just be third base though. <laughs> Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with being a ball boy, bat boy, you name it. I'm there. <laughs> They're hooking me up with the gym, with that place to stay, jobs. Uh, I know, for I'm real. There. Like a, He said a tiny house, too. Have you seen those things? Those things are wild to see. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's I'm, that's cool that they're hooking him up like that. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Absolutely, yeah. That was that was a really good conversation. That was man. That was next level. Really, yeah, that was a good was. dive in to see how he's really gone from being that freshman that was just a defensive player to being this guy now that's waiting to go to Austria to play just so he can get to the next level. Exactly, man. It's just that grind. Everybody's it's got a story, man. Grind. Yep. Definitely, brother. Everybody's got a story, and we want to figure out what it is, and we want to share it with you guys. Yep. But – I guess with that in mind, we should uh, should probably wrap this up. Yes, sir. It's a great episode. Can't wait. Can't wait for you guys to listen on Friday. Friday, maybe Thursday night. Maybe Thursday, depending on our our grade A editor over here. <laughs> give us give us any leaks. What do you think? What do you think the estimated time is? I think it's a good possibility that it might be out. Thursday night. Even better, man. I want to – I was here for the whole thing, and I want to listen to it again already and just hear a story one more time. Good conversation. Good conversation. Yeah, Couldn't have asked for a better uh, second guess right there to help lead oh, us off. Man. He really, uh, He really started letting the juices flow and just started – started. He, he was real comfortable with what was going on. Oh, yeah, you could tell. He was, he was pouring straight from the heart, you know, his experiences from – being a high school freshman all the way to where he's at now, just his just the amount of time he put in and stuff like that, and how passionate he is about baseball. You know, I don't know a lot of people that would be able to to stick with it like that, but, man, he's he's one tough dude, that's for sure. Absolutely. I mean, the guy said he's working – he works two jobs while he was trying to play college ball. He's got two jobs lined up for when he goes to Austria. I mean, he's a hardworking guy. Yeah, I don't really think there's anybody that. better you want on your team. Oh, definitely. You want guys who are going to, you know, bust their ass on and off the field. Exactly. You know, when no one's looking, what are you doing? You know, Pappy, we both played for him. You know, he was big on that. You know, what are you doing off to, on and off the field? And it's just – it's crazy. It's crazy, man. We used to do a lot off the field. Not in bad ways, but – Yeah. Like, literally, like, we would set, like, before practices, like, if it was an early day, we would set up, like, little much ball games. Yeah, just anything, you know, staying active. Just something, Just, yeah. you know. It shows that you're working on something, at least, rather yeah, than just it does. sitting there. Exactly. Do, doing more than just sitting in the chair or sitting on the couch. 
Exactly. Well, that'll do it for us. Yes, sir. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know we have, definitely. Yes, sir. You can say that again. (laughs) Good seeing you, man. Good talking to you. Um, Can't wait for next week, you know? Want to... Lately, I've just been wanting to come out with a new episode every day. That's what it seems like. As soon as, as soon as we stop recording on Wednesday, I'm like, man, let's you know, let's we're already talking about next week, and next week we have a great guest too. So we can't wait Absolutely. for you guys to hear it. Thank you for listening. Your Thank co-host you. Frankie Martinez Thank you and Michael Rodriguez. Catch you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you.